There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello. Welcome to this late episode of the Flats and Shanks podcast. Sorry we're late. Um, it's Wednesday night. We're recording uh, from remote locations. Um, I mean, I'll stitch you up a little bit, haven't I, Flats, online, send mm. me a duck shoot, um, an axe yeah. a walk. I put long walk. I should have put axe a walk because that's what yep. you're, you're sort of synonymous with now, isn't it? Getting lost yep. um, five minutes from your house and... Yep. Uh, corporate business luncheon. Yeah, um, I've just been. I've been at a massive secret party um, in Birmingham with uh, three hundred celebs. It was. Uh, I don't want to go on about it, but it was um, Kim Kardashian's fiftieth. Um, that was good. Was and Chloe we, there? Yeah, who's Chloe? Maidley Hask- Haskell's Chloe. No, um, wasn't there? And um, Chloe from Home and Away. Chloe from Home and Away. Oh yeah, was that Phoebe? Was it close? Anyway, I think it was Donald both. Fisher's Donald Fisher's daughter. Donald Fisher, and then yeah, we just I well, I said I've got my granddad was in the military on my mum's side. I never met him, but he was in the military, and um, I got a, an old machine gun of his recommissioned and just took it to there's a little village called Biddeston near Bath, um, at my caution way out sort of east of Bath. I took it there, and it's a duck pond, and um, I didn't realise there were like rules around it, but um, anyway. Yeah, just uh, M16, a few um, ducks. Um, yeah. You're not meant to feed ducks bread, is that right? No, God no. Everyone knows that. I didn't know that. No, apparently so. Blokes uh, I, was, uh, blokes I didn't realise that, but I was... Ducks I took a, and people call Pete Lecky. You're not allowed to feed bread to. No, God no. It's made a massive difference to his physique when he stopped eating bread, hasn't it? Mm, mm. He, looks less, he looks less melted now when he sits down. It's more, well, it's more yeah. solid than it, than sort of like he's a, got a hard gut, is he? Yeah, it's more solid than like a lasagna that's sort of coming out the sides. Um, I before after I retired, I took some. Um, I went to a game at Bath to work, and I took, had some stale bread, 
mm. and I just took the stale bread um, down to the river to feed the ducks. Yeah. I d- well, no, idea being the kids are going to come with me. The kids ended up not coming. So I was like, I've got the bread. I'll just chuck it in there for the ducks. Mm. As I walked past, I heard flats and it was Andy Robinson. Is this what it's come to? And I was like, yeah. And he went, embarrassing. And kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing. Embarrassing. <laughs> so cheers, Robert. <laughs> cheers, fella. Have you seen his son play? His son's really good. He is really good, yeah. Yeah. And, and Robbo and looks is... exactly like him, mind. Yeah, Robbo Senior is a... If I ever go to like... If I walk into a pub, like this happens once every five years in Bath or a dinner and he's there, mm. I'm always much happier once I've walked in than before I got there. Yeah. He is brilliant bloke, mate. You love him. Yeah. He's such a good bloke. He laughs like that. Ronnie Regan used to call him Growler. 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 Appy. He used to say, Appy. 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 He's Appy. You're like, what are you talking about? Appy. And you're like, what are you talking about, Ronnie? And he said, Robbo used to say, you're just happy to be here. You don't want to win. You're happy to be here. Appy. Appy. Yeah. Big yeah. news this week is Dwayne Peel has signed for the Cardiff Blues next season. Did you read has that? Has he really? Yeah. Senior attack coach. Oh, great. Um, so I don't think he's replacing anyone because Richie Reese is doing um, the backs and attack at the moment. But I think he's joining joining the management squad, which is good. Um, hope he brings like five of the Ulster players with him, mind. Yeah. Mm. I'll have yeah, that'd be Marcel handy, Kutsia. McCluskey, yeah, that'd be handy. Mm, Billy Burns, Sean Reedy, and uh, A another. All right. Who's the Stuart who's Moore? The, it's a big injury on. Burns isn't playing on um, Friday night. I'm commentating on Ulster this Friday, boy. Are you? Who are they playing? Uh, Toulouse. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah, we good actually. Going over. I'm going over, aren't I? Mm. And then after that, I'm doing blimmin'. Have you been to an airport yet? And in Henderson, it's not playing either on Friday night. Have you been to an airport yet? No. Ooh. Right, Am some, I going to be all right? Some pluses, right? Mm. Um, you just fly through like security. It's amazing. Excuse the pun. Yeah. It's so easy. Um, but Minuses? Get there, not many options for food. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... And also, when you get to Ulster, you're going to um, Belfast, yeah? Yeah. Um, you're going to have to take food with you. You're going to have to buy it in the airport to take it with you because there's no food available. You take it Mickey? Well, maybe it's different for BT. Maybe there's someone there who's going to, a runner to go get you food, get you an Andrews. Correct. Correct. Oh, you'd be right then. Correct. I've had to survive when I've gone covering a Pro 14, just buying food out of WH Smith. I'm like four sandwiches, pepperoni, because um, I just wanted something spicy. Um, Sorin, little bread. Sorin. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then I go for the sort of the protein bars, which are full of nuts, but also probably more sugar in them than like a boost. But Oh God, yeah, they're completely, they're awful yeah, for you. Yeah, but I, yeah. Need, I need the sugar hit. You need to feel naughty, don't you? Sometimes. And a can of Red Bull, just in case I start. Not having it. Mm. Not having it. Well, I was starting to think earlier. Oh, I'll text him and catch up with him when I'm in Belfast. Oh, I'll text him, and you're like, no, mate, Lockie D, you can't catch up with anyone. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. Can't do it, fella. 
Of course you can't. There's one bloke um, I was at today and I was basically, I was buying a bottle of water, actually, which I don't like to do. I don't like buying bottles of water. That annoys me a bit because I can just fill one up at home. But I bought a bottle of water because I was quite thirsty, Tom, and there was a guy not wearing a face mask and he literally was looking at me and looking at everyone else like in this queue who were socially distanced and he was literally waiting for someone to challenge him on not wearing a face mask. Yeah. And he's just waiting and waiting. And then then someone said, please make sure your face covered at all times. Um, It needs to cover them. Your your face covering must cover the mouth and the nose because believe it or not, they are connected. It was like a recorded message. And every time he, and it said it three times or something, we were in there and he would not, he just was eyeballing everyone like, go on, yeah, someone challenged me. Yeah. Yeah. Like you in a bar on a night out, waiting for, <laughs> waiting for someone to bump into you. <laughs> so you can muscle him out the way. Um, so no one challenged. Did you challenge him? No. Mate, he probably had asthma, mate, or something like that. I've got asthma, boy. Yeah, but I've heard I'm going to get. I'm going to. My mate Cy Williams told me that I'm going to get the vaccine Group Six because of my asthma because he's got it as well. Which is when? Don't know. Um, I've got my asthma assessment, my annual asthma assessment next Thursday, Tom. Okay. And it's over Zoom. So I was like, what am I going to do? I said to the lady, what am I do? Do I just wheeze online? And she said something like that. Basically, if you say you've got it, you get your medication. It's like, okay, sounds worthwhile. Yeah, could you chuck some sleeping pills in? I'll have some Zoppy yeah. code while you're at it. Zoppies. Yeah. And when we, remember when we um, were at Tim Horan's house in Hadley Wood at Sarri's, yeah. and we went through all his stuff because he's famous. And he had, remember he, did he either have it or he said he used to, they used to get given jars of Rohypnol as their sleeping pills for plane journeys. Oh, I didn't hear this one. Oh, I feel like this, I should say, allegedly here because it's Tim yeah. Horan's a really nice man and I feel like I'm making him out to be some sort of criminal. But he's, I think he, I'm pretty confident he said that the Wallabies used to get given Rohypnol for flights as started. a sleeping pill or a sedative. Yeah, well it is, isn't it? That's, initially, that's what it was made for, but Zopoclone's a good boy. Yeah, you can get. You know, do you know how many um, sleeping pills? How, do you know how long it takes to become oh, addicted to sleeping pills? One. Yep. Mm. You think your sleep is affected the day after? What about sleepies? You ruined my game. Then you said one. Mm. I've heard it. Oh. Um. So, fella right. boy. Right. Yeah. So, let's cut to it. Big news out yesterday. Mm. Um. Alex Popham. Um. Steve Thompson and around 70 players are looking to sue respective unions for memory loss and um, early signs of dementia. Have you seen the um, BBC interview with Popham? Yep. Terrific. Terrific. You know, it's him and his his wife Mel and uh, and he's he's really composed actually when he's answering the question but she's just completely gone isn't she you know it's really tough um and it's massive massive news now because they've actually got legal advice on on actually suing the the governing bodies so i mean that's all i know i don't i can't really say any more um i don't know how you're going to sue say the wiu or the rfu um, unless, I don't know, any information that they've had about head contacts and head injury was withheld. I'm not sure. I mean, it's still a young sport, isn't it, Flat? You know, we're still, what, 25 years into yeah. professional sport? When I say young sport, professional sport, I mean. So, 
all of these all of the evidence that we're we're now seeing is going to take a lot of time i think to to digest and to and to actually find out the real effects from it um so yeah i mean my question to you is what what were your initial thoughts on it fella and and i mean where do we go from here i think um it's obviously a big big news it's um <coughs> it's firstly it's beyond my comprehension at this stage so what i don't think what and you're not about when i say we i don't mean you and me i mean or you and i what we're going to we're not going to do it but what we as people mustn't do is this conform to this like anti-expert narrative that's around now so any expert that speaks is told they're full of it because everyone knows better steve in luton knows better and gary and Carmarthen knows better and it's hey, all gary. a load of rubbish get gary so let's not pretend we're experts on it it's okay not to know very much about it i don't know very much about it i know that pops um alex popham sent me a message quite a long time ago about it and said do you want to get involved in the conversation and i'll be frank with you i was like nope see ya mm. no way and i and i actually spoke to alex popham last night and his wife and um we swapped a couple of texts and then they called and I was making dinner, so you know, I said to Pops, mate, this is a big subject, but you're interrupting cooking, so you're lucky I took this call, yeah. Um, we had a good chat, and Melly's wife was like, She says, I was really composed for all of my interview, and then he showed the bit of me crying, I said, Exactly, mate, it's mm. the best bit, you know. But they were, oh, mate, they were, they were amazing to talk to, but more, more on that another time. But basically, I think that it's it, it's big and it's potential it's big already and it's potentially far far bigger now there's a couple of a couple of things one is that i think the there's, there's 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 an account on twitter which is brilliant called rugby and the law really worth following and he or she i think it's he i don't know i think it's in the picture and it's here i can't remember um have done a thread on um yeah uh, ben Sisnos, yeah trainee solicitor at morgan sports law he's done a thread on basically what you know is there a suit to be answered? And there is, I think, suggestion not in that thread, mm. but elsewhere that I think this is right, that the NFL NFL players sued the NFL and the NFL were, I believe, uh, could be wrong, saying all the right stuff, allegedly, that uh, could be wrong. They were, they were found to have had information yes, on this and my, suppressed it. This is what I believe too. Yeah, so that's one thing. They, so first whether of all, or not, say World Rugby has had more evidence, essentially that um, uh, in the case of head trauma, which which yeah. hasn't been released and we don't know about. Yeah. So have they suppressed information? And even this guy on um, Rugby in the Law, like, and I, I read that and think, no way. Like you want to think the best of people, mm. but I think no way. But that has to be investigated, and I'm sure it will be. Um, by the litigants, but then ha have they had information and suppressed it? Yes or no? If they have, boom. If mm. they haven't, the next question is, could and should they have done more to find out about the damage that was potentially being done to these brains? Now, there's also, there is people, some people are asking on social media, why aren't the clubs responsible? Well, actually, it's, it's more the unions, the, yes. the senior governance you would expect to conduct this research and implement 
you know, so if Gloucester have to start at the top and filter down, it's not like Gloucester saying, right, we're doing this, we're doing yeah. just 10 minutes of contact a week. You know, teams will do what they're allowed to do. You know, yeah, Leicester will say, do one, mate. That's yeah. what you're doing. It's not what we're doing. So it has to be global. Um, um, and so that, that's so could they could and should they have done more? Uh, so there's there's also another question that I think is going to pop up a lot. Um, I'm already hearing it pop up like um, some guys I was speaking to today. It's one of the first things they said. Is this just lads out for a load of cash like insurance mm. payouts and that kind of stuff? That is something that's going to be leveled at these guys. And a couple of things to remember, I think, are that is particularly insulting for the people who are really struggling. It is also definitely a possibility that some rugby players will try and climb into it for money. That I is- would say as well, though, just on that subject, like you're actually having, you know, CT scans of your head, you know, so it's not like, say, someone that's got depression, which is harder to diagnose because it's yeah. a feeling, you know, this is an actual physical object which you're looking at, which is the brain. And this is where, you know, Popham has... Um, it's what the, the doctor has seen, you know, the the leak from the brain, uh, the continuous leak for a long time. Yep. So something like this, I, I do think, is probably a lot easier to, to diagnose than to say mental health. Yep. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think you're dead right. And I, and, and uh, Alex Popham said to me last night, you know, this, if any, if any, I said, look, this is going to be levelled at people. He said, I'm aware yeah. of that. They'll get sent for a scan and they'll be told there's nothing wrong with your brain. Goodbye. Yep. Lucky you. Mm. and yes there's no pay but then you also got the next question of let's fast forward a couple of years and there's this massive lawsuit and there's an enormous payout to be had and um, mm. it may not be NFL size big would it be big firstly does let's call it world rugby does rugby have the money one if not what happens then does mm. rugby implode do they borrow it can they pay it also where does that money go do you start paying large sums to individuals um, who might not be able to earn as much money as they would have done had they not had their damage, brains damaged by mm. um, yeah. rugby? Do they need you know care fees? And I mean, this is all really macabre stuff. Or is it about future proofing the game and putting this money? Where does the money go if and when it's demanded to be paid out? It's it's massively complicated. It feels like a difficult thing to you know. It's not to prove that it's real. It's real. It is real, and mm. it is just. It feels like a difficult thing, um, but yeah, Pop, to leave at someone's door. Pops is know. the same age as us, right? So you know he's played rugby the same era as us. Now, yeah, since I've retired ten years ago, now you slightly shorter. World rugby has done so much to combat, you know, knocks to the head and concussion. You look at the last sort of four or five years. You know, you know what a red card is in this day and age um, to what it was. 15, 20 years ago, it's completely yeah. different. You know, constantly trying to th- look at ways in which we can improve the game, make the game safer. And it's a lot of it is to the detriment of the game as well because the games, I think, possibly aren't all as exciting as they were maybe 10 years ago. You know, it's not become boring, but it's become a different type of game, hasn't it? You know, you yeah. look at the Autumn Nations Cup, you know, it's just been, it's a lot tighter, it's a lot more physical. Um, so, they are really trying hard to to look at the game of rugby and make it safer. And you know, plenty of you read the comments, and plenty of people are 
quite bright out there and you know you look at the training it's not just the game is it uh, on the weekend where you get contact mm. it's the training it's the constant contact in training which also has a massive effect on you because there's no refs in training well i think it has a there from what i've read it's that's potentially your major issue or yeah the major issue is the, the amount what of you do monday to friday yeah. yeah and I've, you know just from the last sort of three or four days looking at it that is the most obvious thing to limit right now the easiest way the quickest way um to make a fix is to just limit the amount of of contact training you're allowed to do and that's going to kill coaches it's going to kill a lot of teams because there's so much um, emphasis on the breakdown isn't there so much emphasis on on defense mm. at the moment um but you know just the way the game's played now is so physical you you know you watch england island wales england massive confrontational it's huge hits there's no room out there you're running into bodies um and to be to do that in a game is one thing but to have to do it two or three times a week as well it's just adding mm. to adding to potential side effects um with your brain so loads more will come from this you know this isn't just going to go away this is a long process you know it's as you said you know i had a text from from pops um a year ago as did you about whether i'm suffering from any memory loss or or issues from from playing rugby i've got nothing i've got a real dodgy knee um with no cartilage in but that makes me feel so lucky to be able to step away from the game and that's yeah. my only issue Honestly, I feel so you're, so. you're not worried personally about not it. Not at all, mate. I feel like I, I get, everyone gets forgetful. You know, you go to the shops and you get them. And yeah. think, oh, what am I going to get again? Where my car keys? You know, anything like that. It's normal. It's normal. But um, I, I tell you what, mate. I'm not much of a worrier, and I've sat at home the last. It's actually not been the last two days. It's been the last couple of months, mm. and I've worried myself. I've started thinking, is this me? Is this me? Like I really have, and then <sighs> my, you know, this is. This is like I don't know, mate. I think you know. This is like private information. But my girlfriend burst into tears a few weeks ago because I couldn't remember where the mayonnaise went. It sounds stupid, mm. but we'd been talking about it, and then Michael Lippman's article came out, and I'm like, oh my god, I played with him for nearly ten years. He's one of my mates. I had no idea he's my age. Yeah. And then I was like, where does the mayonnaise go? The fridge or the cupboard? And it's like, oh my god. And we laugh about that now. And I've said you, the rule is we laugh about it. We do not. I'm not sitting here panicking about something that. It may well never happen, but then I commentate on a match, and I think my speed of recall is sufficient. I'm okay. My memory's okay. Well, look, we we you did know. Wales England um, for Amazon, and I'm sat there, and I got I wrote the team out on a um, on paper, and I've got facts next to it. You don't have any of that. You just read the notes um, night before. You read the the notes the morning of, and that's it. And you can draw on that. So, you know, yeah, I look at you, and I think your memory's fine. You know, you don't have yeah. any notes when you're up doing your your MC and just. No, I actually don't like having making people. I don't like having lots of notes because then I'm reading. Making um, people roar with laughter. Oh, bring the house down. Ah. So it's not like I don't sit here and think, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god." But mm. it's like literally, I thought about it for a while, and then Pops did that. Saw Pops interview, and I'm like mm. sitting across from my kids, and I'm like, "Yeah, ah, Jesus. Nah, it got me as well." I was just, yeah. but. I just Honestly, feel, mate, I'm not like this. Isn't uh, you know, I've, I've not spoken. I know Alex Popham reasonably mm. well, not as well as you, but we've spoken a lot over the years. We played schools, I think, twenty ones against each other and all that. And um, I remember him. Um, seeing, I seen him at the airport on the way back from a twenty ones World Cup, and he's like, "Flats boy, 
He said, what car you got now, Flats? And I said, oh, I'm driving a Club Mondeo. It's got myself an Audi Coupe, mate. It's awesome. Like, it's <laughs> rapid, mate. Two litre, it's awesome. And then Gary Powell comes over and goes, no, you haven't, Popham. No, you haven't. He said, I've got Audi Coupe. It's your mother's. You ain't got Audi Coupe, mate. You're full of it, bud. It's like so funny. I'll never forget that. No, you haven't, Popham. So like, I was, he's just, you know, and it's just like, ah, it's, it's brutal and it, and it's happening and it's real, but it's mm. one of those, I think that, you know, what it's, what, what's de rigueur these days is to take an extreme position on it. And I don't think you need to, I think you need to just try and gather information and it's okay to sit in the middle for a bit. Not like, is it true? Is it not? It's true. Yeah. But let's not say world rugby have killed us all because they haven't. No. And if it's proven that they've, suppressed information firstly i would be genuinely very surprised i don't know anyone at world rugby so this is not i'm not protecting anybody but um actually i do i know dom the comms guy because he was at bar he's a lovely bloke mm. but i don't know anyone else so it's like i'm not bothered the way that goes to be honest but it's, if that's proven fine i'll be very surprised but until then let's stay balanced yeah, and nobody knows know. the effects that's going to happen on your brain especially when you start taking up rugby professionally like we did yeah you know you can get you could get career-threatening injuries. Like, you know, I had one, you had one. Um, but mm. that's just, you know those issues. You know that's going to happen. You know you, you know, yeah, you could um, have operations on your knee or your shoulder. It's never going to be right again. You have to retire. But when it comes to the brain, it's something you don't really think about, do you? Am I going to have what? brain damage after? Because you, know, you look at the media prior to, to us playing and, and while we were playing, there was nothing, was there? There was no massive no. issues about people retiring from the game only boxes before us yeah and not being able to remember anything yeah. and having dementia so um but times when, are changing when, times are changing they are and when uh, a couple of things to well i'm finished you don't have to but firstly i think rugby will sam peter said on twitter i, I love what he writes and he, he said rugby will come back stronger but it does need to address this and it very likely i think he's i'm paraphrasing very likely needs to change quite a lot mm. And I wouldn't be surprised that if very quickly in the grand scheme of things, professional rugby teams are doing very, very little contact during the week. I mean, if someone said you can do 10 minutes of full full contact a week, to be fair, that would have been enough. Yeah. But I don't think you need any more than that. I really don't. I don't think Some a lot of weeks didn't even need that. Some coaches yeah. are different. You know, you, you've, always, you've played a game. We've played games where we've been appalling. So mm. all week you're doing contact. All week you're doing one, um, 15 on 15, 10 on 10. Because mm. tackling was poor, or you know, you're poor at the breakdown. Um, I remember, I remember being at Sarries and we were on a losing run, and we were playing really badly, and we had loads of amazing players. And Kieran Bracken got us in a room. And he said, "Boys, we've lost three or four of the bounce where it was, and we're getting beasted every week, and it's not working." So this week, we ain't doing any of that. And Hilly was there as well. Uh, Richard Hill was there, and he's like, "We're not doing any of that. We're going to muck up. We're going to have a muck around, play some games, do some line out, so we know where we're going. Otherwise." No rugby this week, no rugby balls except for line-out training. We're going to have some fun, basically. And he was like, but we have to trust each other to go out and smash into this lot of the weekend and be unbelievably physical. And we did no contact and no rugby all week and beat Leicester having lost four or five on the bounce, mm. you know, at home. And we weren't very good, but we flew into it. Like So I, I think, it, you know, I, I'm of the opinion that you don't need a huge amount of physical contact during the week. I it's think just, it's, yeah, it's just come out, actually. Um in the, in the press about the 15 commandments that... Yeah, really, really interesting that. Mm, yeah. That they want to see. I mean, we won't list them all. I think we'll probably tweet it. Um, yeah. But I suppose have a look. The, the biggest one is World Rugby to accept that playing professional rugby can lead to 
CTE and other neurodegenerative. Degenerative, yeah. Yeah, I said it, diseases. Oh boy. The um, other thing is, there's there's going to be, there is and there is going to be a narrative um, uh, formed along the lines of, we all knew we were taking a risk, mm. slash they all knew they were taking a risk. I refute that in this case because we all know that rugby has never been safe. Full contact rugby will never be a safe thing to do if if we call walking around the park or going for a jog a safe thing to do. Mm. Rugby is significantly more dangerous than that. We know that. However, all I'm not the world's brightest guy, but I'm not stupid. I got injured a lot. I thought a huge amount about career-ending injuries. I was told I had a couple, right? As did you. I thought a lot about injuries. I suffered a lot of injuries. I was worried about neck, back, shoulders, knees, ankles, Achilles. I was never, ever worried about my brain. Never. Mm. And no one ever, ever mentioned the word dementia, the word early onset dementia. Never heard of CTE until years after I'd retired. So I think to say that you were taking a risk. Yes, you know you're taking a physical risk. It was never put into our minds, and I I happen to believe that's because the people didn't know. But I th I think that's but not believe. I think mm. that's because the people didn't know. If you're telling me that, you know, Mark Evans, who was our DOR at Sarries, or Alan Zondo, or Francois Pienaar, or John Connolly, if you're telling me they knew about early onset dementia and didn't tell us, I'm yeah. not a chance. I'll give you my arm, mate. I don't yeah. believe it. I trust those guys with my life. You know, so. Not a chance. So I think we knew we were taking a risk. We didn't know we were taking that risk. And it's easy to say, dangerous game. Yeah, but I didn't want to do my ACL or my Achilles. I wasn't thinking about getting dementia when I'm in my 40s and not seeing my children grow up. Because if the, if someone had said to me at 18, nice new car, you're going to get an England cap in two years, it's going to be great. But by the way, this is what dementia looks like. This is what it's like. This is what happens. These are the risks. I think there is a good chance that a lot of people wouldn't have played. Mm. That's what I think. And I think a lot, a lot of people would, actually. A lot of actually. people would say, yeah, I'll take my chances. Yep. There's a low risk. Um, yeah, I, I bet you, I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't have played. Mm. There's a lot of people who wouldn't. And they're the, frankly, they might be the clever ones. But I think there's still a chance that but those all, of us would have said, go on then. All human bodies are different as well. And you've got, you, yeah. know, you look at concussion. You know, what might knock me out might not knock you out. You know, it's like boxers. Yeah. Not all boxers can take a punch. It's luck, Other boxers it? can take a punch. You know, it's yeah. it's the makeup of your, your human body. So it's it's all. It's different a bit like from what people. this this could be what I'm about to say could be complete balls, but I think it's right just from what I've been reading today um, and yesterday is that it's kind of a bit like grapes. Dogs are allergic to grapes, and one one grape can kill one dog, and a hundred grapes wouldn't kill his mate wouldn't kill another dog. It depends how allergic they are because a, a vet, just a vet told me that okay. once. I sort of rang him and said, oh my God, my dog's eating loads of grapes. And he's like, well, how is he? I said, he's fine. Oh, fine. Some dogs, the grapes kill some dogs and some dogs can just eat tons of them and we don't know why. That's what I was told by my vet before anyone asked me. But it's like actually, you know, one shot might do someone a load of damage in the head whereas someone could have been pummeled for 20 years and be absolutely fine. Yeah. So it's not... Yeah, it's luck. You should. Um, you can feed beef burgers to swans as well. Do you know that? Is that true? Yeah. Um, fat and stomach mm. helps them expand, helps them float. Okay. No, you cretin. Just proving a point. That's um, oh. that's partridge, mate. Of course it is. I should have known. Um, right. Anyway, I've uh, for the record, I've instructed um, 
those around me that if you know if things don't go brilliantly on that front then they're not allowed to not laugh at me can i have your watches please yeah although although um i've just seen that my favorite car auction website from which i've obviously never bought a car i just perv on there they're starting to do watches as well this is dangerous mate oh, i'm not gonna do, buy any tend to do cars today it's just gonna yeah grind to do cars it's just gonna um it's just gonna take up another hour a day of my life looking at stuff i'm not gonna buy it's pathetic actually i'm embarrassed to have said that mm, okay um anyway let we this is good stuff but i how do you feel about not doing loads, loads, loads more time on rugby, but just doing a bit? Because it's already we'll Wednesday do, and people we'll have do, heard it all. We'll do 10 minutes. 10 all minutes. Right, Finish off. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. England won the Autumn Nations Cup. I was so hoping this was going to a kickoff. Would it have been a kickoff? Is that right? Yeah. Ah, yeah. How exciting is that? They should just yeah. do it after full time. That's what be people amazing, want to see. It? It's like penalties. It's like you, you get, you know, if you're a neutral, um, you're watching two teams playing in a World Cup or a, a Champions League Cup. After full time, and it comes to extra time, you're just, you're praying it's the same at extra time so you can see penalties. It's horrible for the players, but the public want to see it. I was desperate to see it, um, but it wasn't to be. England won 22-19, although... I think we've all seen on social media, Billy Vanapola loses the ball forward and lead up to the try. Missed by the TMO. Yeah, not missed by the comms team, by the way. I know what the line you're going to... Oh, was it? did you pick it up? Yeah. Ah, well done. And picked up the uh, non-knock-on from... Um, did you press a lazy through to it? the director? You should have said... Uh, <laughs> Makalu. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. We did, we we said I think Billy's not. They only got away with that or something like that. And yeah. the other one, the French knock on, was like Macaulay's not a knock on. He doesn't. He hasn't touched it. That's pretty rough. But I mean, mm. it's almost like you're in the commentary box and it's like, I mean, mm. you can't do anything about it. So it's just like being in traffic. Um, 
you do have a choice whether or not to get really frustrated. And I find that I'm very happy to say things I think are wrong or whatever, or someone's done, made a bad decision or played poorly, whatever. I try very hard not to get frustrated because I want to enjoy yeah. my job. And I don't think, and do you know what? Brian Moore sometimes gets frustrated and I genuinely love, I love him being cantankerous every now and again. It makes me enjoy rugby games, but that's because that's who he is. That's not who I am when I'm commentating. So it's just the fact that it had uh, an effect of the outcome of the game. Yeah, which, oh, which, which is yeah, the biggest absolutely. reason. Um, you know, you look at Wales, England, when um, I think it, who got tackled in the air? Um, might be Dan Bigger got tackled in the Bigger. air by Sam Underhill. You know, didn't really have an effect on the game, did it? Underhill you or know, Johnny it, May? I got, I got it wrong, didn't I? Yeah, I think anyway, Underhill. Um, England scored a try from it, but let's be honest, um, England were always going to win that game if you, if, you know, if you break it down really. Um, yeah. But what a you know, I didn't expect to see such Fella. a great performance by France. Now, you've won me over with Jalibert. Now, I I mm-hmm. thought, you know, Entomac is the man. No one's going to get close to him. Jalibert just wants to play sort of Jouet rugby, touch rugby. But, yep. mate, he looks so good. So good. Really, He's brilliant. Yeah, really good. Love watching. And it was actually, a lot of people were saying, right, who's going to be the first choice 10 for France going forward? Is it going to be... Carbonell or is it going to be Jalibert? Lots of people weren't even thinking into Mac. Mm. So, you know, Carbonell, I don't think quite has what those guys have yet in terms of presence on the field. But Jalibert, I, I don't think I'm overstating it. I know they lost the game, but Jalibert showed England how it's done a couple mm. of times. Like, and he went off and I thought they're knackered now. Yeah. Um, and they just about were. But I mean, it, I woke up on a Sunday morning and thought, I'm not as excited as normal because it's the French third team. And I got there and one of the lads said, well, what if they absolutely rip into it? And I was like, that would be awesome. But what are the odds? And they did. It was brilliant. Mm. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah, really did. I, I wasn't expecting too much. Um, to be honest, I thought England would pretty much dominate them everywhere, but wasn't to be. And I really liked that break from Charlie Bear for the Dulan try. Yeah. Um, it's quality. And he's it, getting tap tackled on the way down and still managed to get that pass away. Um, was class. I just thought it was really physical. I thought the French defence again was brilliant. Um, Sean Edwards yeah. has really turned them around. But it's just every time. Are you the same? Like I'm watching them thinking uh, England are going to rip through them in a minute because the French are going to dissolve. Yeah. And they just don't. And every time it doesn't happen, the last since Sean Edwards arrived, I'm like, Gautier oh my God. told Sean Edwards, <laughs> he said, What you do in Wales, you do here. That's it. What you do Wales, you do here. And that was it. That was the conversation I had. Brilliant. Yeah. So he put on his tracksuit bottoms, a pair of black brogues, and went and did some down-ups on the field. And white jacket. vest. And, um, and went for it. Um, I covered the Wales-Italy game. Uh, so myself, Andrew Snotter, and... Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. And Sam Warburton. We did comms. Now, Cotter, where do I begin? Where do I begin? Like... Where? Yeah. yeah. Go on. I don't know. I think you need... People need to know about him. Yeah. Um, I think you need, like, Gordon Buchanan. You know, do you know Gordon Buchanan? Is? Wildlife documentarist. Yeah, really good. Scottish as well, so they get on. I think you just need him in a hive somewhere just to follow him. Like, he was really quick walking out the game as well. And I know you said it a week or two ago, um, but I was trying to keep up with him, just have a little chat, like, trying to get some feedback from him. And the only way... I could describe him walking as that. You know when you're sort of seven years old 
and your dad's walking he's walking really fast and you don't know whether to run or walk faster to to try and keep up with him it was yeah. like that it was like that <laughs> there was no turn of goodbye or anything it was like see ya I was like yeah bye <laughs> Love you, um, but you worked with him on Saturday, didn't you? I worked Sunday. with him Saturday. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, just he's yeah. We don't. We don't. We he listens to this pod, so we don't want to go over the top. He's um, he's a guy. Mm. He's a guy, isn't he? Um, he's a guy. So uh, leave so, it at that. Yeah, Wales, Italy. Just a. I don't know if you saw the game flats. Just a. Did I see it? Summarize it for you. Um, Marco Zanon's try was really good. It's from a driving line out, drives in field. Um, scrum half's now a frontline defence, aren't they? There's no mm. sweeping behind anymore. They are straight out the line, putting pressure on. Um, so, scrum half um, had to go over to the left-hand side. So, Kieran Hardy had to go around to the left-hand side. Johan Lloyd, who was on for Liam Williams, who went down early, which is such a shame because we just want to see Liam Williams at 15, but he keeps getting injured. Um, he's looking to cover the crossfield kick. Um, so, he's really wide. He's looking at... Um, I think it might have been Monte Ioni on the wing, maybe. Uh, massive space behind. Really nice kick from Carla Canna goes through and Zanon scores. Then they score again. Um, they have two tries, Italy. Um, Johan Meyer right down the right-hand side. Lewis Rees-Zamet just doesn't drift early enough. You're getting told to go by George North. Doesn't drift early enough. Um, should have taken his man, really, but has really good composure actually you know after you make a mistake like that it's important you don't make another one he doesn't and I think he had a good game um, runs the ball out of defence well whenever he gets the ball he looks excited and he does something with it he doesn't die with it he gets past the first defender gets him over sort of 10 metres from um, over the gain line um, I really hope they stick with him because I think he is the future um, George North is really good at 13 um, didn't not really a was it, passing yeah. game. Not as in like creating space for others or, or a passing game or putting people into holes or outside breaks, but just offered himself so many times on that short ball. And, you know, he had more touches, I reckon, in the first 10 minutes than he's had in a whole game. And that's what you want to see. Your big, powerful runners, ball in hand. He was good in the backs. Um, Fanatau and Tiprick were just another level. Absolute, yep. another level. They Fanatau, are back. Fanatau's back. Yeah, he puts Tipperick through a hole. You know when you've got the play around the back, which most teams go to now. But he puts the short one in. Tipperick goes through. If he passes early, Tipperick, um, Kieran Hardy's getting tackled. He doesn't. He dummies. Don't know what Trula's doing, um, and gives it right at the last minute. Perfect time for the try. Um, and for. The second try, um, which I'm trying to rack my brains for now. Um, which other which other try does he... You don't have to. Yeah, he scores another try. I can't remember. Yeah, it's good, one. it? George North, pick and go. Um, and I think it was actually... Um, it was Callum Sheedy gives a really late pass to... Um, to Falatau, who puts it back inside to Tipperick, I think, who goes over. I think it was Tipperick. I don't know, mate. You know, I've, I've lost the plot now. I'll be honest Thank with you. Thank you. My, my brain's gone, but... Much you can't better. say that on this podcast, Tommy. No, okay. I don't mean that. I mean... I know. You're allowed to say it. Um, I'm just lost for, for memory now. Um, but it was 
a decent performance. Gath Davis made a, a big difference when he came on. Good to see Sam Parry score. Scores loads for the Ospreys um, in his first start. Um, George North, as I said, a pick and go. So a lot better from Wales. But, you know, you've also got to take into account the opposition they're playing. Correct, Tom. You can only play what's in front of you, mm. but the one, what was in front of them wasn't very good. We the, can say that, can't I we? I have to say this. The, uh, Glasgow played the Dragons on Sunday as well. And, yeah. Um, and? Really close game. Really close yeah. game. Glasgow scored right at the end, basically in front of the posts. Buggers. Yeah. It's 22-23 as it stands yeah. to the Dragons with a conversion yeah. to go. Yeah. No, don't. Yeah. I think it's no. Brandon Thompson. Oh. Tomo! It. Misses it. BT Sport, come on. Right in front of the post. He's gone full Gavin Hastings, hasn't he? Yep. Yep. Um, so, great win for the Dragons up in Glasgow. Yeah, that's a very nice win. Well I mean, done, I'm only highlighting well that done game Dean Ryan. I'm only highlighting that game because of the, the huge glaring mistake, which... Well, it's is good when someone else makes it, isn't it? A bit of yeah, shade and Freud. Uh, you'd never miss that, boy. You've got a feel for him, though. Oh, it's penalty shootout. You're good at that. Mm-hmm. Tell you who else would have been excellent for England that people wouldn't have expected. Um, Mako Vunapola. If they really? got him back on to kick. Mate. You ever seen him kick? Well, it's funny you should say Mate. him because Adam Jones like Paul was Thorben. actually a really good kicker as well. Like was he? Drop kicks as well, yeah. Blimey. Mm. It's like Paul Thorburn he was. Like yeah. Neil Jenkins. Um, hey, boy. Um, You've done well tonight. We can't, we can't forget Island Scotland, fella. Oh, All right. Um, what did you Who won? Who won? Thirty-one <laughs> sixteen. I'm asking. Better you from you Ireland, I thought. <laughs> Better from Ireland, I thought. I've gone. Better, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. From my head's gone massively. <laughs> I've been out. I've been out working all day. It's half eight. My head's gone. And one of the good things about owning your own pod is that you can just <laughs> say your head's gone and go. We're not on telly. We're not on telly. It's like. It's imagine like after I'm doing Munster Quins on Sunday as well. Imagine if it's like long weekend and then right at the end, like Craig Doyle or someone or Ali Eakin asked me a question and I'm like, oh, Al, mate, whatever. Like 72 minutes. So Flats, what have you made of Munster today? Do you know what gets me? Second half comeback. I'm like, mate, whatever. I don't, just leave me alone. Do you know what it gets me? Right, my head went through the Wales um, chat. Um, I lost it then. Uh, do you know what gets me is when you're doing commentary and you've got to pick a player at the start to talk about. Okay, so you you have to know you pick a forward, I pick a back, or whatever. Yeah, and, and you're ready to talk about them, and then you get thrown. They say, well, oh, "What are they feeling in the changing rooms right now?" And you're like, "Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't prep yeah. for that." And you've got to yeah. think of something like really sensible to say. Be really, they're just they're probably they're probably just thinking about lunch. Yeah, they're um, probably thinking about win bonus. What are they on? And at least one of the twenty three is thinking, "I haven't done my pre match poo." Oh God, can it wait till half time? At least one. Mm. I mean, I don't do those, but yeah. Um, look. Tom, good luck yeah, to you. Yeah, look, Dave. All right. Sorry if we rambled on a bit. Keep me posted on the old uh, Welsh lockdown um, s- uh, sort of sitch, yeah? Apparently we're out on the 17th, so... Well done, mate. Mm. Keep going, eh? All right, fella. Um, Jiffy, all right? Uh, give, him, yeah. give him a ring. Give I'm him a ring. I play golf with him on Monday, uh, but he's pulled out, and he's got his mate to tell me as well. So Robert Malinel, a.k.a. Badger, has texted me to say, Jiffy's not playing on Monday now. But we've got Andy Booth as a replacement, which is fine. Which is fine. Fine. But fine. Don't get don't get Badger to do dirty work, Jiffy. All right. If you're gonna let me down, I want you to Betty. ring me. Typical do Jiffy. Knows. Don't care, does he? Um, it'll be a night, night soon, I, anyway, mate. Can I name? Speaking of nights, um, someone will be a night soon. Can I name drop really quickly? Mm-hmm. 
spoke to Jason Leonard today mm-hmm. and um, we got onto this subject of uh, like he'd been asked we're ending be on his, this alright so make it good yeah who'd be as drinking 15 and uh, I was like there's not many better players in the world to ask than Jason Leonard who was drinking 15 would be because he'd probably be captain yeah and he at 10 he had Jiffy at 10 and he said no no option mate mm. he said it was the quickest decision I made Jiffy yeah. love him and I was yeah. like yeah I feel like that yeah Went on a bike ride with him from um, Yosemite to Golden Gate Bridge. Um, Did you? Yeah. Uh, we raised money for Valindra. Um, oh, oh yeah. Now, a few years ago now. And we had to camp most days. And every morning, we'd go hard on it every night. It's proper social. You know, like there's a good bunch of blokes there. Absolute lads on tour, yeah. isn't it? So we went hard with it. Uh, but every morning, it's been 10 minutes. And it just, it sounded like a zoo coming from his tent. It sounded like it was time for the elephants to be cleaned, the rhinos. What was to he be doing cleaned. in there? Don't know, mate. Honking, spitting. It's like he's like a hog. Um, but then after was it that, like, he was fine. <clears throat> I remember Alex Codling, second row. Um, good fella. He used to. He had one lung, or still has, I think, one lung. I think I'm right. And he used to hang off the edge of the bed. I used to room with him, and he used to clear his lung. At, I think it was either in the morning or at night. I can't remember, but I remember being very, very unsettling. Mm. Maybe it was that. It's a horrible noise, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ten minutes. After that, after that, he was fine. He was One fine. lung. Cod has never got tired. I never saw him tired once in a game of rugby. I had two really big lungs. Warm up, blowing. How long um, can he hold his breath for? Cod has six weeks, his record. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Hey, good luck to you, boy. Bye. Keep going, everyone. ta 